This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich and today's episode is called How to Put Your Business on Autopilot and Watch Your Profits Soar. My guest today is Katrina Sawa. Katrina is an award-winning international speaker and business coach known as the Jumpstart Your Biz Coach. She kicks her clients and their businesses into high gear and fast. She is the creator of the Jumpstart Your Marketing and Sales System and 12-time international best-selling author with 20 books, including Jumpstart Your New Business Now and Love Yourself Successful. She's been featured on the Oprah and Friends XM radio network, ABC, and many more TV, radio shows, and podcasts. And Katrina has built the foundation for a highly successful coaching business that began 24, excuse me, that began 21 years ago on nothing but networking and follow-up. She loves to inspire and educate other entrepreneurs on how to create a strategy to develop, market, and monetize a consistent money-making business, doing what they love. In 2018, Katrina founded Jumpstart Publishing to save money on publishing her own books and now helps 30-plus authors every year become bestsellers by being in various anthologies, including her own Jumpstart series. Katrina lives in Northern California with her husband, Jason, and stepdaughter, Riley, where she enjoys entertaining, cooking, wine tasting, and hosting her live events all year long to help others jumpstart their businesses, marketing, life, and more. Katrina Sawa, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you, Tom. It's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, very happy to have you here. And, and when we talk about running a business on autopilot, I can't help but think about Tim Ferriss, whose work I love, and who wrote a book many years ago now called The Four Hour Work Week. And I heard him being interviewed after he released that book. And a skeptical interviewer said, Oh, four hour work week. Uh, you know, what's up with the four hour work week? And Tim Ferriss's response was this uh, Well, I wanted to call it the three-hour work week, but my publisher didn't think that would be realistic. And I thought that was just a really great answer to a skeptic who didn't get it, who who thought that four-hour work week, that, that this was literally a manual to enable you to work just four hours a week. Tim Ferriss works more than four hours just on his podcast. But the four-hour work week was a metaphor for how do you build a life in your business where you're not doing everything. You're not working 400 hours, by the way, that's 
exaggeration also. Uh, you're not working 400 hours. The weight of the world's not on your shoulders. It, 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 you're, you're living the life you love while growing a business that thrives. That's what that book was about. And that's what jump starting a business is all about. That's what putting a business is on autopilot is all about. You're not saying leave the cockpit and you don't have to go to work in the morning. You're saying yeah. something else. What are we talking yeah. about? talk about autopilot in your business yeah well most business owners and entrepreneurs that i know work 40 plus hours a oh, yeah. week right and they think i i probably have somebody tell me this every single week uh when i say well don't you want to make you know 200 300 500 000 a year like what's stopping you and they say oh i don't have time to do that i don't know how so they think they have to work more hours to make more money. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to equate like that. And there's so many things you can do, not just to put your uh, business on autopilot, but I mean, you could raise your rate significantly and make a lot more money with working less. So yeah. that's just one thing, right? But to automate, systematize, and delegate a lot of the things that you are doing yourself every week is just smart business. Amen. Repeat those three words because <laughs> each of them we want to unpack a little bit. Yes. All of them are critical. Automate, delegate, and systematize. That's oh, yeah. what I call it. Systematize. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. So when we talk about automation, automating things in a business, what are some of the things that jump to mind first for you and that sure. you help your clients automate? Automating, uh, you hear lots of people talking about funnels, right? You hear people talking about chat GPT now in automating a lot of content development. So gosh, you could, and I've used chat GPT a little bit to create some content or tweak some content or improve some content or come up with content ideas mm -hmm. or subject lines or keywords for say YouTube descriptions and, and different things like that. So don't be afraid of using it. I, I don't usually use it verbatim ever, but right. the it can speed up. I did one time in like five minutes, I literally had it develop three book detailed outlines for three different books for me for yeah. the next books that I want to write. <laughs> yeah. And now I can go write the book because I have a really great outline. That's all yeah. I needed to get my juices flowing. Right. So yeah. that's more, that's some automation, automation with funnels. You hear people talking about get funnels. Well, funnels is just a process. You take people through in the lead generation, follow-up marketing and sales process. It can yeah. be done on your web pages. It can be done through email marketing in various different ways. It's just a process. You don't have to have specific software, but you do have to have pre-written things and link and different pages to take people through for this, that, and the other thing. So yeah. that's some of the automation thing. Um, and yeah, a lot and of I, just... I want to jump in there, uh, Katrina, because the fact that you said we're talking about a process, that's a really critical idea. A lot of business people I know will invest in software marketing automation tools and, and so forth with yeah. the idea of I want to automate, I want to save time, I want to put yeah. my business on autopilot. And yet they haven't defined the systems and the no. processes that they want to automate. You can't ask a machine to do it unless you can define for the machine what you want it to do. Yes. And it's true. I, I was guilty of this myself in the beginning when Infusionsoft yeah. came out. I don't even know how many years ago. I mean, I switched over, right? And, but I never end up setting, setting up all those little intricate click here. If you click there, then you get this. And if you click there, you get this. And I never really set all that stuff up. And then I was paying $300 a month or whatever it was. 
um, to just be email marketing and database software. So like, well, then I got smart and I'm like, well, I don't need to pay that that much for that. And, oh, but a lot of people think they'll just hold on to it because eventually we'll get that set up. Well, you're probably not going to be the one to do it. You want to strategize with someone who can think in terms of systems and processes and, and the, the standard operating procedure that we're going to take somebody through or the nurturing sequence that we want to build relationships with our new leads. Um, you, you probably, most entrepreneurs aren't going to be the ones to come up with that wording, that process. You need support on that and then the support to implement. And then are you going to have it set up? I, okay. I just feel too many. I needed support and I do this for other people so, because it's hard to see your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you talked about systems thinking and that's, that's really at the heart of it. Um, if you invest in a tool and begin to use a tool, begin to think in, in a systems thinking approach, how do all these pieces fit together? Just in the last week, I had this experience where uh, I use a tool called Notion. And Notion is a really good tool for organizing thoughts and and, and it can replace Google Docs and things like that. Uh, it's a web clipper. So when you're on a page and you say, I wanna save this to a place where I can get to it later, you can do that with Notion. I write an email on Monday that's a newsletter where I share recommendations for um, blog posts and videos and so forth. And I was using Notion Web Clipper, but I didn't really think about it systematically. I would just clip something and then tag it and say, oh, that could be a good recommendation in my Monday thing. And what happened is when I would sit down to write these Monday emails, I would open up this page with a pile of random web links and just feel overwhelmed yeah. and in just the last few weeks i've begun to dive deeper in notion and build systems including a way for me when i save something i can designate what part of the database it goes to is this a blog post is this a video is this a, a movie or or um uh, uh, you know something else the various categories i have and now when i open it up I've got building blocks that I can pluck, or better yet, I have a thing that I can delegate to somebody else because it's organized and they can understand it and yes. work with it. Now I've gone from big pile of, oh, this is overwhelming to a working system. Yes. And yeah. and you mentioned, uh, basically you mentioned repurposing, right? Repurposing yeah. content. And a lot of people forget to do that. I was just talking to somebody yesterday that had, um, I forget if it was a written content or no, it was a video content and she put it on YouTube, but she didn't think to put it also on a webpage with the resources of video tips. She also right. didn't think to put it inside a newsletter on LinkedIn, which you could put a video in there, plus some written content as a newsletter on LinkedIn. Yeah. She didn't think to put it on Pinterest or Instagram, or, you know, you can take a, clips of it now, either using AI software or your video editor can do it and take clips and put it into shorts. I mean, there's so many different things. You can make a blog post out of the video, put some, you can transcribe it, put the word around it. You can put that in an email. I mean, repurposing a system for repurposing your content is probably something I think everybody 
doesn't do well, most likely, unless you have a pretty big team. So that's one thing that you can really figure out, okay, how can I make the most of each piece of content? And that's kind of automation, kind of systematizing what we're talking about here. Um, and then it's also delegating because you don't need to do all this yourself. You either right. delegate it to a VA or a techie person or a video person or AI, whatever, to actually make it all happen. Just yeah. get it in a, a, an SOP, a standard operating procedure. So mm -hmm. let's let's go down that road a little bit, Katrina, uh, delegating, because it's not as simple as just deciding, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to dump this off on a VA or an assistant or something like that. What are some of the do's and don'ts when you're <laughs> working with your clients that you introduce regarding delegating? Right. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, the don't, it stemmed my very first VA. Let me tell you that I hired him. He was like a college student or just out of college in my local area. And I was working out of my home with my starter husband and we had this office and he, so he came in, it was this young boy. I don't even know. He could have been 21 or two or something. And he would sit at the other computer on my desk. And so I had a desk here and he had a desk over there. And I would literally stand up and walk over and peer over him and look at his computer and peer over him. Okay, you need to do this and you need to do that. And you need to do this and you need to do that. That is not the way you delegate. That is, yeah. you know, or I would say, hey, just watch what I'm doing. This was before video and screen share and all that. Okay, right. this was 2004. So I say, watch what I'm doing and then duplicate it over there on that computer. And so like delegating by osmosis is not a good idea. Delegating with you like really hovering over someone is not a good idea. You need to actually learn. Not all of us are trained as a trainer, teacher, leader, right? Mm -hmm. I was a marketing gal. Marketing and sales is what I did. I didn't necessarily train people. So I had to learn how to train, learn how to effectively lead a team or a person Mm -hmm. And no and behold, that kid didn't make it very long because, you know, mostly my fault, I'm sure, because, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that is not what not to do. So you do have to learn how to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. How to, how to learn how to teach, how to, how lead to learn and how, to, how delegate. to delegate. Yes. Yeah. People will yeah. like, when they start hiring a VA, I have clients who are hiring their very first VA. And I also have clients who have multiple VAs like I do. Mm -hmm. But the the very first VA person will usually buy a package of five hours because they don't know what to delegate yet. And they know they need to be delegating. So they'll buy five hours. Plus, they don't think they can afford it yet. Right. And so they'll buy five hours and then they'll be scared to use them because then they're going to run out and they'll have to buy more and they don't see how they have the money. And then. Uh, but the person that they buy them from doesn't really educate them on how to delegate to them. So they just kind of sit there and they don't use them. And maybe five months go by and they might use them. And, you know, so don't do that either. You know, you really want right. to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I have a list of like two, two or three pages long of things you can delegate to a VA. And, yeah. you know, it's I'm happy to give that to anyone to get you brainstorming on the things. Um, one of the first things I delegated, I remember this story because I was doing something early on in my business uh, where it was I was local marketing. There was no internet. There was no, I mean, there was maybe internet, but there was no social media. 
And so it was just local area. I was a networking fool. I was in four chambers and a leads group and a women's group. And there was all these other organizations, 24 chambers locally. And I built this huge networking calendar. It was three pages long of just line item by line item and the link and where to go and who, where it is and what it is and who's it for and if it costs money. And I spent three hours a month putting this together, but everybody wanted it. It was my lead magnet. I would go to events and they would say, oh, I want to get that. Okay, give me your card. I'll add you to my list. And it was my lead magnet. So it worked really great, but I spent three hours doing it and anybody could have done it. But I didn't have a system of all the websites that I looked at to get the content. And finally, I said, why am I doing this? I'm like, somebody else can do this. If I just give them all the links and places to go to look, they can build it just like I did. And it can be done by somebody else and I can still get leads. And so that was my epiphany, but it was probably after three years of doing it myself, three hours a week. So don't do that either. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you, you mentioned uh, a little while ago, screen capture software. You said I was doing this before screen capture software. One of the most valuable tools in my business life has been screen capture software because my process for delegating working with a VA and assistants is to define the processes and understand, I want to understand uh, what the process ought to be and what it is I'm delegating. And then what I do is I run through the exercise a couple of times running my screen capture software. And that becomes the training video that I hand off. What I also do, and this is a really critical thing for leaders, is I make sure that the person understands where does this fit in the big scheme of things? Where does this fit in the overall system of the business? Because especially for my more experienced and and plugged in assistants, I want to be able to say, hey, tweak the process so that it it fits for you, but make sure whatever changes you make are in line with what we're trying to accomplish here in the business. And that can be really successful, defining the vision, but also using tools like screen capture software to make it easier so you don't have to hover or you don't have to... Uh, no, I do that all the time. And so does yeah. my one of my techie VAs. My She does all technology. She knows everything about every technology or she will find out, right? And right. she'll do a little clip video of what you need to know and she'll just send it over. You know, it might be two minutes, might be whatever, but saves you like five hours of tr- figuring out where to look for it, right? Yeah. And it's just, oh my God, it's invaluable. And so, but I do that for clients too. I'll, I did it for my book launch recently, I was telling the authors how to uh, create their author profile right on on Amazon. And I so I did a little short video. And then I did a short video on how to find their uh, out of US uh, country connections on Facebook and things people don't know. And it's easier to just show you really quick and send you a video. So you zoom is my friend, like I do this all the time. I mean, I use it for everything. I and before the before zoom, and really where you could talk to people, I mean, we were using teleconference lines and stuff like that. But now I have uh, VAs and assistants in different countries and mm-hmm. it's, I can have team meetings with everybody on the call and it's just awesome. I can't even, yeah. it, I could never have done that when I started my business. I'd had to just find somebody local, right? Yeah. You know, and, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. Everything that we're talking about from the core principle of putting your business on autopilot to the particulars of how to go about delegating and so forth. We live in an age right now where it is so much easier than it used to be 
but it still requires thought and planning and yeah. organization and a and a a plan. And that's I think where so many businesses go short. They chase those um, fall short. They <laughs> they chase those shiny tech squirrels without an idea of what to do with them and how yeah. to use them most efficiently. It's it's a whole new world. It, I mean, when you get into entrepreneurship these days, um, it, you there's so much to learn and people undervalue the fact that they need to learn stuff. You don't just need to learn how to do a podcast or how to write, you know, how to publish a book or, you know, you, you need to learn a lot about a lot. I have a funny video on my YouTube that's called 462 things that entrepreneurs need to master. I love it. <laughs> and I yeah. kind of laugh through it because it's kind of a joke, but it's not a joke. Like yeah. seriously, we, <laughs> and you just kind of have to know high level of how everything's going to flow in your business in order yeah. to really catapult you to another level of income, of freedom. Uh, and if you don't learn what you don't know, you don't know, then right. you're going to be stuck in a certain level of revenues. And I mean, the roller coaster of cash flow is real. And so yeah. we got to be more focused on getting the knowledge we need to be create consistent money-making business that's sustainable over time. We're in it for the long haul. If you're in it for the short, make money today, you're not going to last very long. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You were talking earlier about training your, your book clients. Tell us a little more about the business of helping clients uh, become part of a book part of an anthology or writing their own book or getting their book to market? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I started my, it was marketing consulting in day one when I was starting, right? And I was helping the small business owners locally, mostly brick and mortars. I had no desire to be an author. I was like, I don't care about being an author and selling a $20 book when I can sell a $200 thing, a $2,000 thing or a $20,000 mm -hmm. thing, which I didn't know I could do back then, frankly, um, at that level. But uh, as my business grew and evolved, right, into more business coaching, and I was seeing some of my friends get books and then get on TV, local TV, or getting uh, on stages as a speaker, I'm like, oh, use it as a marketing tool. Gotcha. Now mm -hmm. I need a book. Okay. So then... <laughs> So then I I didn't I was still building my business and growing. I didn't have time to write a whole full book. So I did a chapter in three different books, actually, over the course of three or four years, I think, uh, maybe five. And I did one chapter in three different books. Pretty well-known people ran the books. And so it got kind of a lot of marketing and a lot of other people were in the book. It was a great collaborative uh, effort, although we weren't really talking about collaboration back then, back in 2006, as much as we are today. Um, but that was how I got my foot started into publishing. And I got on TV for that first book that I only wrote a chapter in. I got on my local TV and I've been on TV like a dozen times since then now with books and other topics. Um, and so I think whether you write a chapter or you write a full book, it's whatever's faster to get done and then do the next one and do another one and do another one and do another one. The more books, the better. That's what I say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And And you've talked about, your book and your presence in books as an authority builder, a door opener. It also, back to a point we were making earlier, is something that you can repurpose. You've created mm -hmm. this pile of content. Pile. And now you have stuff that you could put out in pieces that you can use as a lead magnet that you can use in a variety of ways. Talk about that process and, and how you help your clients with that. 
Yeah, I haven't pub I haven't repurposed a lot of my book stuff except for the um the system book. So the types of books you can write, you can write your story book, right? Which is my love yourself successful. You can write compilation books, tip books. I have a tip book. Where is it? It's right here. I gotta get one for a friend. Um, but this is one of my clients' books. It's just a little skinny tip book um yeah. that she wrote. It's great, but I got to buy one for a friend. So it's on my desk to remember. And then, um, but this is my system book. So my system book is the, the, the process I took people through, through a coaching program. So mm -hmm. I actually did the coaching program first. I did it about eight times live with participants, right? I sold it between the years of 2008 and 2012 or 13, 13. And then I took that content after it was just in 2018, actually, it was 10 years mm -hmm. after I started the program. It had evolved a lot, but I downloaded and transcribed all that content. I updated it, you know, and I added the front and back basically and made it all flow together and boom, I had a book, right? And so the book for the jumpstart your biz business book was done basically without a whole lot of writing effort. I had to flow it, right? I had to integrate it as for the reader. Um, and my, but I delegated the beginning of that to transcribe. I delegated it to a VA to pull out all the fluffy stuff, right? All the stuff that doesn't need to be in a book. And so I started that way so that I could have just the nuts and bolts of the content. So do whatever you do need to do. And then you can take it and move backwards too. Like this, I could actually, I'm going to do the program again, actually. And I'm like, okay, well now I need to update this content and then put it into a program form again. So, I mean, and of course you could take each chapter and put it as blog posts or whatever. I mean, you can do all of that. You can create videos. I mean, it's unlimited things you can do with this kind of stuff. So I'm going to recap what you just said, because it is so powerful and so important. You're talking about taking content that in the ordinary course of your work, you've been producing between, uh, you know, really before 2008, you created content, you turned that content into a course, you ran that course for five years, and then you transcribed that content and turned it into a book. You repurposed content turned it into a book. Now you're going to repurpose the content again from the book and turn it into a course. You betcha. Yes. Yeah. And in the That's meantime, I've talking. also done live three-day events on that same content in the meantime. Yeah. So I've had workbooks. I have workbooks that go with it and all that stuff. So yeah, I've done. Yeah. yeah. Why? I mean, but I have to, you have to update it. There's a lot of people. There's not a lot. There's a few select people still on the internet, still teaching their 2008 course. Okay. The same uh -huh. way, right. same content. I'm like, don't do that. Like you right. have to update. I'm constantly investing and learning new things uh, mm -hmm. myself because I have to bring the fresh perspective, right. And the new stuff out there. So yeah, don't just regurgitate old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are That's doing it. <laughs> That's true, both for the content that you put out and for the market research that you're doing to instruct your marketing. Yeah. I, I recently shared a story about Jeff Walker, the guy who runs Product Launch Formula, really smart marketer. And totally. yeah. he, he was doing a launch of, uh, in advance of a workshop, and he did a video about his prep for this. And in that video, he talked about the fact that every time he does a new launch, every time he acts as if he's starting from scratch on his market research and developing of his prospect personas. And he said in this video, look, they haven't changed significantly. 
I mean, it's the, it's the same broad persona, but the particular things that make my market tick, the particular concerns that they have, the particular vocabulary that they're responding to is changing month over month, year over year, even week over week. And if I don't tap into that each time I relaunch, then I'm going to miss something and I'm going to miss opportunity. I thought that was really brilliant and really important that, and it, and it echoes what you were saying, Katrina, that this is not an event. Creating your content and putting it out there or doing market research is not an event. It's an ongoing process. Yes. And I agree with that wholeheartedly because I recently have been asking a lot of people about what are your biggest challenges? What are you doing? Because I'm trying to repurpose or redo another program of some sort. And so I was doing market research myself. And, you know, for the longest time, I've been talking about about, um, how to make more money doing what you love. And it's all about consistent cash flow. And let's make more money, you guys. Let's make a bigger impact. But also we got to create more, more revenue. Right. And the people that I was surveying who I thought were my ideal clients these days, we're not talking about money, right? Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't mean they don't need money, but they want freedom. They want more mm-hmm. freedom because of COVID. We got a, we got so used to being with our family and friends and loved ones and like have some more time at home. I'm a homebody too. I want it too, you know, and people are shifting their perspective, you know, to focusing on what matters and not that they don't want to make money, but it's not as high up on the on the list as they that it used to be. They want someone yeah. who gets them. They've been burned before. They want to be able to trust somebody. Uh, they want that kind of thing. They want they're exhausted. They want things to be easier. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily about money. It's about those things for my ideal clients right now. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And and you said a really important phrase. They want somebody who gets them. That's mm-hmm. true in all ages at all times with all markets that if you're marketing if you're delivering a promise the promise only resonates if the person hearing it thinks oh this person gets me this person yeah. understands what i want this person understands what i need they're not just saying i've got just the ticket for you you know whatever it is they're selling and and so your process that you were describing is a really critical one understanding how to get there and you know all of these things we've been this is a big fire hose sort of episode we're we're throwing ideas out and and all of it but every single thing that we've been talking about adds up to helping you operate more efficiently so that you can grow your business find that freedom and time grow your revenue without the wheel spinning, because just in this example, we were talking about if, if, if you start throwing promises out there without doing the process you just described, Katrina, you're, you're going to have to double back and do it again. Cause it won't work the first time. You do. And, and I remember the days where I used to send out an email promoting something and I get all these sales coming in. Cause it was new. People were like, Ooh, email. Ooh, she has an offer. Ooh, click, right. click, 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 click. <laughs> now I'm going to right. email out there. I'm like, hello, is anybody watching? Is anybody reading? Like, you know, even the stats say it's open, but they're not doing anything anymore. And, you know, I think a lot of people are feeling that same way. So you have to stand out in so many different ways. I mean, we don't necessarily have probably have time to get into it, but like I even do direct mail and I do phone calls these days still a lot. Some of it can be automated and delegated though. Um, But you have to do some different ways. People are yeah. relying only on social media and email. It's 
like, yeah. don't do that. Exactly. Exactly. So speaking of different ways, what are some of the different ways that people can find you and begin to explore some of the other things that you can do? <laughs> well, I have jumpstart your biznow.com is the website. There's a lot of stuff there. Although I've been, I'm thinking about taking some stuff off, you know, I'm all about free first then pay. What can you do to check me out and all that? But I think it's overwhelming. Like a fire hose, people call me a fire hose all the time. So I'm going to turn down the nozzle (laughs) soon. So hurry up and get over there and get a bunch of free stuff. There's still going to be free stuff, but you know, get, there's all kinds of stuff over there. I mean, I have groups on Facebook. I have, if you want to join a group and learn that way, I have YouTube videos. There's a lot of ways to learn. And this is another good point is you have to have content out there for different learning styles. You can't just have written and you can't just have video people. I I help people with their web pages. And sometimes it's just a big video. And I'm like, ah, I want to read the things before I press play, right? Or sometimes there's no video. I'm like, I don't even know what you sound like. I need to hear your voice, right? So I know I got out of control there. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm a fire hose. But that's a a great lesson. And that's that's something, uh, it speaks to something I'm working on this week. You know, I'm, I'm getting involved in a, in basically a giveaway, uh, a group of people who are sharing lead magnets with a, with a group and we're um, it, fairly common marketing practice out there, uh, but this is a really high quality group of people. And I was talking to the person who's running it, who's invited me into this thing. And I said, well, I'm, I, I have a really good video training that did really well in a similar thing that I offered recently. And she said, yeah, our audience, we've tested this. Our experience, my experience is video's okay. Downloadable PDF is going to be a much better thing. This is a reading audience. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't had that conversation with a person who had the experience with the audience. So your point about some people, and it it can be an entire list. It can be, maybe it's people who are more accustomed to those sorts of lead magnets and resources are flocking to that list. It, it, uh, different ways, different approaches, try different things. And again, that may feel and sound so overwhelming when we describe it, but when you also do the things that we've been talking about, automating, delegating, finding systems and, and tools to help you do it, you actually can begin to do all of this stuff that we're talking about or delegate big chunks of it and get it done and, and grow your business without having to go from 40 hours a week to 50 or 60 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. Cause nobody wants that. So you want to no. go into it with the kind of lifestyle you want in mind first, and then mm-hmm. plan the business and marketing stuff around that yep. and plan your business around the kind of life you want to live instead of fitting your life in around your business. That's Amen. what I'm all about. Amen. Like, yeah. yep. So Katrina, any parting thoughts? Uh, don't wait. Like a lot of times I hear people saying, I listened to a great podcast. I heard this great tip, but did you implement it? Like, ah, you can't just keep listening and listening and listening and listening and not doing anything. Right. You yep. have to implement or stop listening until you actually implement the next thing. Because if you, you can get overwhelmed with all the bright, shiny ideas, right? Exactly. But if you're not doing any of them, it's not getting in you any, anywhere. Yep. So, As my friend Vance Morris says, you can't profit if you don't implement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Katrina, repeat one more time the website where they can find you. 
Yep. Jumpstartyourbiznow.com is for the business stuff and marketing and jumpstartpublishing.net if you're interested in book stuff. So terrific. Terrific. Katrina Sawa, thank you. Really enjoyed the conversation. I hope that everybody who is tuned in will go and visit her website, check out the work that she's doing, give her a call, follow her on LinkedIn, connect with her, and see if you can jumpstart your business, put your business on autopilot, and begin to achieve that life and that business that you deserve and that you want without having to work so darn hard doing it. <laughs> if you liked what you heard or what you saw today, please go to wherever you get your favorite podcast and give that little five-star button a push and spread the word, uh, give it a happy review so that the gift of this content can be spread beyond your ears and uh, from your finger to other minds who can benefit from this. And also, if you want to discover how to transform your content from prospect repelling to client attracting, go check out Story Power Marketing, where you'll also, as as uh, Katrina does, you'll dis you'll discover how to transform the process from more frustrating to fun to fulfilling to efficient. That's all part of what I do as well. And you can find all that at Story Power Marketing. Storypowermarketing.show is where you can find past episodes and watch videos and find show notes and all the good stuff about this podcast episode. Again, Katrina Sawa, thanks so much. We'll see everyone down the road. For listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah.